She gave blood a shell, boo. Come on. Oh boy, how many Aussies do you need? You, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm asking. This is the podcast that asks how many Aussies do you need? Oh, bro, you know, we really gotta say thank you to everybody because we found out something. We found out something, right? And this is what we found out. We added a couple states to the roster. And you know, so so here's the thing you gotta know, right? On my phone, I don't have access to all the stats, okay? <clears throat> I have access to some of the stats, but not all. So what we had to do is I had to take pictures from my laptop, right? So I could read you guys the states. Because, we, you know, we say United States and then, you know, but we don't, we don't give you all the states. Okay, so in uh, this is not in order, right? This is in geographic location. Uh, if we go in popularity, it's actually California, Texas, then Hawaii. Okay, then everybody else. So it kind of it kind of breaks down like that. And we're really trying to get more people from Hawaii. So if you're from Hawaii, please text this to your friends. Text this to your auntie. <laughs> text it to your auntie. She probably went out with me at one point. And it, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, you know, that's how come so many people in Hawaii is related. Did you know that? Yeah, we're going to get into that in the podcast. Like, hang on. Hang on. Hold yourselves, Hawaiians. Hold yourselves. All right. So um, so it, it goes it goes uh, California, Texas, Hawaii. Uh, Virginia, Tennessee, Oregon, uh, Georgia, Washington, Ohio, Florida, Montana, Nevada, Mississippi. Oh, Mississippi. Nah. Yeah, yeah. We get the river boats and stuff like that. Uh, Rhode Island, okay, Pennsylvania, New Mexico, New Jersey. Oh, brought a, brought a Bill. Bill Boris in New Jersey. Want to say hello to him? And uh, Utah, New York. South Carolina, North Carolina. Bro, we get the two Carolinas. Okay, North and South Carolina. Massachusetts, Michigan, North Dakota, Illinois, Maryland, Wyoming. Okay, now our two brand new states, Arizona and Maine. Oh, bro. I tell you, you know, Hawaiians, when I was doing radio, right? And I got to say, you know, I was kind of wrong in my thinking. Now, now, I told you I'm not a podcast, right? Okay, so we're going to go over a few things on this podcast. Now, I told you another podcast, when somebody tells you something, oh, bro, you know what you should do? You should do this, you should make them like that, you should do that, right? And then you go, uh, no, because you get your own idea, okay? I'm here to tell you that if you get your own idea, you follow your own idea, you take the baby steps, God will open the door for you, okay? That's what I'm here to tell you, okay? Now, you're not being negative if you, if you don't want to do somebody else's trip. You're not being negative... If you don't want to go along with somebody else's flow. You see what I'm saying, Hawaiians? Okay? So that doesn't make you negative. 
there's been guys, you know, that I used to work with, guys in my career, guys I've seen. They go, oh, bro, you know, you should do this. And I go, nah, nah, I don't like to do that. Right? Because I wanted to do something else or do them a different way or what that does not make you negative. All right, now, with that said, I got to say the podcast wasn't my idea. This was not my idea. And I really want to thank Augie T. He's running for office, right? We had this thing, Dogs for Augs, that we was doing. Um, people were sending in donations and we were sending them. Uh, Junior K, go have a Junior T-shirt for the donations, okay? Um, and then, and then, and then people found out that was, you know, doing that, and they said, they said, they said, well, you you giving the money to Augie or what? And and I said, no, I giving the money to the dogs, and the dogs for Augs. And then they, they go, what? I go, yeah, because you know they need slippers for stand out on the concrete and wave signs for Augs. Uh, so, uh, no, I, bro, we're just kidding. We're not accepting donations. We're not, no, I'm just kidding. So, so anyway, dogs for Augs, but, but we're pulling for him. So if you go on my Facebook, you can see, you can see in the stories, you can see Augie T ads, right? We just, we just helping. We just helping. That's all. I have no influence in the political world. Well, I, I have, but I'm not using them for this. Okay. And, and, uh, because he don't need, bro, Augie get all the support. He get, he get all these guys. Right? And and here's the thing, right? When you start looking in Hawaii, you start looking who's supporting who and who's do you know who's endorsing who and I bro, you, you can put the whole picture together and you understand what's going on. Alright, that's all I'm gonna say about that. Okay, but Augie is responsible for this podcast. We like to mahalo him. Cause he told me, he said, Bro, my, my friend's in LA, brother. I said, What are you doing? And, like, and then my marketing director, right? I gotta thank my marketing director, Will Soares. And um, Will is in our San Diego office, and and I gotta thank him because uh, this we're almost making one year now, not quite, almost. Okay, but but he's the one who said, "Bro, you know what? You do this for one year, and you're gonna have your own radio station. You're gonna have enough people, like on radio station kind of ratings." And I and I was like, you know, back in the day, I, you know, starting this day, I said, "No, I, I don't think so." Well, <laughs> surprise, 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 as Gomer Pyle would say. Because we knew him, Jim Neighbors. We knew him. I don't run in with Jim Neighbors. I, I should tell you guys that story. Okay, but that's another podcast. So, so anyway, but we're going to tell you that story. We're going to tell you that story. I'm going to tell you the Mackie Fury story today by request. Darren, who listens to, I'm not going to tell you his last name, okay, but just going to say Darren. Get thousand Darrens on this island, okay, and, and most of them are Asian. Right, Darren. <laughs> we know so many Darrens, bro. They spell the name different. D A R Y N, right? D A R R I N. You know, they, they they spell them different. But anyway, brother Darren, uh, he he, me and him talk story all the time on Facebook. So anyway, uh, so you know, because he asked, like, oh, bro, he he was telling me, bro, you should talk about CNK, Kalapan, all this stuff, and I said, okay, look, I'm going to talk about. My experience with Mackie Fury. I'm going to put him on a podcast. And that's what today's podcast can be. Okay. But before I sit, before I do that, we got to acknowledge uh, Will Suarez, my marketing director. Right. And Will said, you know, that I would I would build up ratings. I know, I know, I never believe. And it's happening. So thank you very much. Uh, our number one episode is corruption in Hawaii and elsewhere. So we're going to do we're going to do more podcasts about corruptions and stuff that you don't know. Uh, Cause let me tell you, I see stuff on the inside, and uh, we don't name names. You know what I mean? I don't like end up missing. Uh, nah, I, w- I wouldn't end up missing. But I'm just saying, and I'm not here to, I'm not here to shake down anybody's action. You see what I mean? I'm not here to 
intrude on somebody else's territory. Okay, I'm here so that so that I can draw a picture for you so that you understand how things work in Hawaii. It may make life easier for you. It may make, uh, you know, because some guys that come over here, they try to do business. They go, you know, this is the hardest place in the world to do business. I'm like, well, yes and no. You got to know the people. See, because everybody over here is like is like crabs. You know, when you go see the sand crab on the beach, right? They always buy the hole and they're guarding the hole. Right? Something happened. They run in the hole. Okay. Same thing in business in Hawaii. All right. Enough said. So, uh, Apple Podcast 71%. Spotify 11 now. Okay. So, that that's up 2%. Uh, uh, Anchor is 6%. Google Podcast 2%. And then our demographics, uh, 62% is 60 plus. So, 35 to 60. 35 to dead. is <laughs> 35 to dead, bro. That's our, that's our niche right there. 35 to dead. I always talk to the 35-year-old males in the audience uh, so you guys can, you know, uh, you guys can make your life easier uh, with a lot of stuff, okay? In business, with women, with all kinds of stuff. We try to pass on the, the experience, okay? Uh, zero to 17-year-olds, yeah, 2%. You know, we get that. And then, of course, there's some demos. They, they don't like us at all. They're not, they're not listening at all. <laughs> they, they, they're, they're, they're on the kind, bro. These, these guys, they're, they're all playing video games. Okay. They're all, they're all in the video games. Okay. Uh, Fortnite, you know, the guy, the, the younger kids, they play Fortnite. Uh, so females, 14%, males, 85%. Okay. So mahalo guys. And then, um, so anyway, you know, we was talking on a, on a podcast and, and, uh, I was talking to Darren on Facebook. And so we said, okay. I told him, I'm going to tell my Mackie Fury story. Now, you know, my, my whole, uh, I have a book that, that we're working on. I don't know if we're ever going to finish that book because we started doing that book. And then, then I got halfway through, I was three quarters of the way through the book. And then I realized, right, bro, I'm not Paul, right? <laughs> you know, I'm young yet. What the hell am I doing writing one book about my career when the thing never even finished yet, right? So... We're taking our time now with the book. The book is called Give Me a Break. And we're working on that book. I have the cover. The cover is all designed and everything. And um, it's out, you know, we put it out on Facebook. We preview the cover. We show them here and there. I have another book that I'm writing called Success is a Lifestyle. Okay, so because, because, you know, when you talk about success, what is success? People think money is success. You know, some people think health is success. Some people, everybody has their own idea. Okay, Leon Trotsky, the famous Russian writer, I told you guys this before. So his quote is, success is, is, the, uh, is living life in your own way. Okay, so success is freedom. For me, anyway. Because you know when I wake up, Hawaiians, I do what I want. I do what I want. I have clients scheduled, right? I got to take care of them. But then basically, I do what I want. Nobody's forcing me to do nothing. Nobody ever forces me to do. The only person who can tell me what to do is my mom. That's it. Because she's my mom. You know, and, and you know, my, my dad has passed away. My stepdad is alive. Well, he, he's a, he doesn't even tell my mom what to do. I mean, he's really cool like that. You see, so, so nobody really tells me what to do. I don't have a boss, which is part of the problem. You know, when I get into business deals with these guys, 
you know, and they start taking advantage, and then I come down heavy on them, and they go, "Whoa!" It's like, you know, what I mean? they, you know, what happened to Junior? He was, he was so nice. All of a sudden, we did this, and he, he would slam the hammer down. What, what happened? <laughs> you know, but, but I'm just saying, like nobody tells me what to do, and, and I'm good like that. If I want to get in my car and I want to go, if I want to jump on a plane and go to wherever I want to go, I can go. You see what I'm saying? And, and I don't like traveling. Here's another thing that, that you can learn about me. I don't like traveling. And you know why? Because when I come home, like from a trip, right? I, I go on trips here and there, right? Small kind. When I come home, the bag sits in the corner of my room. And, and I don't unpack them. So I think what I need to do is I need to hire a girl for come over to the house and unpack the bag. <laughs> I think that's what I need to do. I hate to, you know, I don't mind packing. But then when I got to unpack and put everything back and put it, you know, it's a hassle. I hate that. Okay. So uh, anyway, I might hire somebody for do that one day. But um, but first, yeah, we got to take care of other stuff. <laughs> we got we to gotta take care of companies first. I don't have time for travel and all of that. We're, we're, uh, we're in the middle of COVID. We're in quarantine. And uh, priorities are a little bit different. And right now, everybody's taking a break. This is God's way of t- saying, hey, you guys, take a break. Okay, but it is also a 100-year ritual. It's a Masonic ritual. Go look it up. Okay, things are changing. Things are changing in the world right now. Underneath the, underneath the, the undercurrents, right underneath, and you guys, you guys don't see that. So anyway, I was on this quest, right, to become an entertainer. I wanted to be one singer. I wanted my own show. I wanted to do what. What Don Ho was doing, Al Harrington was doing, Jimmy Borges was doing. I went, you know, these guys all had shows. You know, Uncle Jimmy had on gig. But his gig was like all the big dogs from Hollywood, all these guys that came down. And I met these guys. And they was they was all friendly people. I mean, this Hollywood guy, like they wasn't stuck up, they wasn't hard to talk to. You just sit down at the table, you know. And I met all these famous people. You know the guy from the Brady Bunch? Peter Brady. Peter Brady. Right, and he came down, and, and we met him. He said, hey, bah, you know, he was he was the nicest guy. And they was all from Hollywood. They all was making big money. They was all, in fact, he was just finished with his career. But but there was other guys, Bill Conrad, Cannon. I don't know. You, this is old school. You sixty plus guys, you guys gonna know. These guys came down and they hung out, right? And so you know, all these comedians and and all these people came down, and you know. And they, and I, I was hanging out with Uncle Don Ho, right? Because I was trying to learn, like, okay, how we do this? How does how is this done? And I used to ask questions, right? Now, when you're 17 years old, 18, 19, and you're asking these kind of stupid questions, right? So you know, and and luckily Uncle Don had the patience, and he had the he he was a very loving guy. He he treated everybody that that hung out, right? Because there was a few of us. He treated everybody like his kids. He treated everybody good. He took care of everybody. You know, I mean, he really took care of people. And then that's the thing, right? When you get to where you want to be in life, and this is, you know, I I don't know if I learned this from him or whatever, but uh, I think by observing, when you get to where you want to be in life, after that, you got to either help people get to where they want to be, right? Like pull people up, or you got to just take care of people, be nice to people. You know what I mean? God gave you what you wanted, right? Okay, so turn around and, and pay it forward kind of thing. And that's what I saw. So that's what I did. Okay, so one night, right? This was, I was, I was young, but I was like, this was like right after I stopped hanging out uh, in Waikiki. 
And so I moved into this house, right? And we, we was like all renting rooms in a house. And had this lady, her name was Joni. Okay. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Joni was a daughter. And um, so anyway, anyway it, the name's not important, right? So this lady, right? And I was, I was in this, uh, she was renting one room. I was renting the other room. This is Kaimuki. There are plenty of houses like that. You know, these old Chinese houses, the big ones. And everybody rent one room and share kitchen, you know, that kind of thing. So we was all living together. Well, pretty soon, she tells me, you know, because I find out that her daughter is a Hawaiian Airlines stewardess. And she's going with Mackie Fury. And I'm like, what? Like, you know, because like this is an island, right? And you'd be surprised who knows who, right? So the last thing you want to do is talk story like who you know. You know what I mean? Because like, cause like so many people did. They come up to me and I go, oh, but hey, you know so-and-so. And, you know, I go, no, well, who? And, and they tell me the story. Sometimes the so-and-so, they're talking about, I don't like them. Or I don't want to have anything to do with them. Maybe they're shady. Maybe they're, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. I, you know, so so that's the last thing that I do is go, oh, you know so-and-so. Oh, you know so-and-so. I yeah, just let them go. Right. So so anyway, I find out that her daughter's going with Mackie Fury. And I'm like, whoa. So, so you know, and I'm, I'm like, how did she do that? Right? I think... Well, I think Mackie caught on flight. <laughs> I think he caught on flight. I think that's all he took. But this this chick was a knockout, right? She was gorgeous. She was a holly girl. She was she was gorgeous, this girl. So anyway, Mackie had just finished Kalapana. Okay, that he broke up from the group and he went on and he did his solo uh, career. And he was being promoted by a local radio station really hard. Okay. And that was another podcast. And if you can put two and two together, it was the same guy that fired me, right? The same guy who was wondering if I was cool, you know, because he wanted to know if I partied, right? Because then if I partied, then they could let me go to the party and I wouldn't say anything. And, you know, you know, again, and I wasn't interested. So I never went to any of the parties. But it was that guy promoting Mackie Fury. So all these guys, there was all around this other guy, this radio guy. And and the entertainment, like I told you before, they they all in bed together because they all making money together. Okay, so the, the they buy commercials from the radio station, radio station promote the artist, the artist gets ahead, you know, blah blah blah. Everybody make money, and that's the way it's done. So so anyway, so she goes, well, you know, Mackie's coming up, and uh, he coming up, you know, they coming up to visit. Uh, they they just gonna come drop off some stuff, but they coming up to visit, and I'll tell you know. I'll tell my daughter to bring back in, you know, and I'm like, whoa, really? And she's like, yeah. So the first thing I did, right, I had my guitar and I wanted to, I wanted to learn like how, how to play some of his songs, a couple of his songs. And I was working on them because they were popular. I mean, everybody I knew that played guitar back in the day, they could play CNK or Kalapana songs. Now for you people outside of Hawaii, I know a lot of this doesn't make any sense. Mackie Fury was a big celebrity. Uh, in Hawaii and probably the second biggest uh, or best composer of of contemporary uh, I want to say uh, Hawaiian contemporary Hawaiian local music one of them was Kuyo Kalani Lee who wrote the songs that Don Ho sang and he made famous around the world and then there was the songs that Mackie Fury wrote that went around the world as well it went to Japan it was international it was all over the place and so um but so now Mackie's on his way, right? And I'm like, oh, bro, I, I gotta go, you know, I gotta go tune up my guitar. So I tune up my guitar. I had them in, in the back of the front door 
of the house, right? And then I kept it right there, and I, you know, and I was waiting, right? I was waiting. I was watching the clock. I was, you know, I was listening to radio in my room. I was waiting. In those days, I was too poor. I never have TV. I was only twenty-one years old, right? And 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 so I was listening to the radio. Pretty soon, she knocks on my door. She goes, "Mackie's here," and I go, "Oh, right." So I so I ran downstairs, right? It wasn't wasn't two story. I ran downstairs, and lo and behold, on the front on the front steps of the house, there's Mackie Fury, right? And and he was so humble, and he was so quiet, and just a real like brother, nice guy, and he was in jeans. And he had on shirt, you know, he had just on pullover shirt, like regular dude, right? And and I I go, whoa, hey, how's it, Mackie? You know, and I introduced myself, you know, and he, you know, and 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 then I said, I said, I said, bro, you know, I I got my guitar and was kind was kind of looking suspicious because the guitar was like right there behind the door, right? And I said, you know, I got my guitar and I, I, I'm learning. And I'm I'm trying to learn your song, so can you can you please? I, I need some chords like for for this one song called the Hurt, right? This he 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 uh, wrote this song called the Hurt. It was a big song in Hawaii. You guys in Germany, just go on Google and Google the Hurt, Mackie Fury. Okay, so Mackie M A C K E Y Fury F E A R Y Fury. Okay, Mackie Fury. So. So I go, you know, so so he, he goes, yeah, yeah, you know, no worries, yeah, I'll show you. So I grabbed the guitar from behind the door, and he kind of he kind of laughed, because like, whoa, bro, set up, and he right there, like, boom, guitar, right there, boom. So I grabbed the guitar, and so we, there was this ledge, there was these two ledges, uh, old-fashioned style cement kind of stuff, in you know, the, the way the house was designed, right on the front steps. And we sat down right there on the front steps, he was so humble. He sat right down there on the steps on one side and he said, here, like this. And he showed me the chords to the song. And I, and I was like, wow. And so I ran, you know, I ran over the chords. If you know anything about guitar playing, you know that when somebody shows you the chords, you got to run them. You got to practice like, you know, so I, I, I ran over it. I said like this and I played and he was patient with me. And he sat down and he said, yeah. He goes, okay, this one over here, you got to do like this. And then he showed me. And then I go, oh, okay. And he showed me the timing and everything. And we sat down for about a half an hour. And, and he showed me this song, The Hurt, right? And ever since we did shows, like we did shows like uh, the, the Junior Keiko Ever Junior Roadshow. If, if you pull that up online, you will see all the pictures, videos, all, all that stuff. And um, I always paid tribute to him every show. You know, because he's the one that that took the time to sit down and show me. And you know, not too many people do that. Not too many people. There was this one other guy, Franklin Mamalis, and um, you know, he's called Brado now. He he plays music on the island of Maui, and um, and he did. He was the first guy. He was the first guy. Sat me down when I was fourteen. He goes, "Yeah, let it, let it, get him." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, get him." He goes, "Okay, beat it." <laughs> you know, because the older brothers, they they didn't like they didn't like messing around with the younger kids. You know, it wasn't cool, right? It wasn't cool. And I knew it wasn't cool. You know, I knew I wasn't cool, right? When I, when I was fourteen, and the, and the other brothers was like sixteen, seventeen. I knew I wasn't cool, so so I understood. You see what I'm saying? I, I understood, Owings. And and uh, but you know, some people uh, like Mackie, like Franklin. They would take the time to sit down and show you. 
and this is another reason why when I teach, right? Because I teach now. And and when I teach, I sit down with the kids and I go, okay, like this, like this. And I remember, I remember how hungry I was back in the day. I remember how much I wanted somebody to, to show me. I just need somebody to sit down with me and show me because I'm not sure where to put my fingers. I'm not sure how to do the rhythm. I'm not sure, right? So I wanted somebody to sit down. And Mackie Free took the time to, to sit down. And then over the years, right, you know, I started working at that, that Hawaiian radio station I told you guys about on one podcast. And, and you know, one of the, you know, nothing, nothing is all good or all bad. You see what I'm saying? I had to put up with a lot of crap over there. I had to put up with a lot of head games and a lot of, you know, politics, right? Like I was telling you guys on the other podcast, politics. But the good side was that I met these guys like Mackie Fury, Jeff Rasmussen, you know, um, Kelly Boy DeLima, these guys. And, and I got to, uh, I got to talk story with them. Now these guys, you know, they're, they're, you know, big bangers. They were, they were doing big things and I wasn't doing big things at the time. I got to do big things later. And, but I got to rub elbows with these guys and I got to ask questions. You know, I got to, you know, I, I got to, I got to talk to them in person. You know, and oh hey, how you know how you do that song? I you know whatever. What, what key do you really do that song in? And, and whatever, and those little questions and things that I was interested in, you know. And and I think a lot of these guys, you know, like like Don Ho, when I when I was hanging out with him, I think he was surprised at a, at a lot of questions that I asked because he was like, "Wow, this young kid is interested in this. He's interested in how the 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 mechanics of the show works. He's interested in the format of the show." You know, most people, just, they just see the show, right? They, they're not interested in how the inner workings of something works. Like, how you, how you put this stuff together? How you guys rehearse? How you guys do this? How you guys do that? And those are the questions that I was asking. And, you know, when I look back now, I go, oh, bro, that was some of those questions were stupid questions, right? But but he put up with it, and, and he was very patient. You know, I don't, I don't want to say he put up with it. He was just, he was just happy. That somebody was interested in what he was doing. Now, fast forward, you know, many, many years, right? You know, whenever I have somebody, like, over the years, like, the past, uh, maybe within the last 10 years, I've had several young kids, several young people, you know, come and ask me, like, you know, how you do this? I, this one kid wanted to learn how to do Sinatra. This one boy. And he's from Kapole. And, and he came and, you know, and he couldn't sing on pitch, and the only thing that was wrong with him was he couldn't settle down inside, and I knew that. And so I just had to teach him confidence first. Once I once I worked on his confidence and he was confident, everything kicked in, and he's amazing. Today, he is amazing. He is a show person. I don't know, you know, if he's going to uh, performing arts school after high school. I don't know what he's going to do, but whatever he does is going to be amazing. You know, and, and, um, and his mom and I still talk story. And this guy is amazing. And when I when I told him, I said, wow, you interested in, in that kind of stuff? He goes, yeah. I said, you know, I, I'm always interested in teaching this to young people, but nobody's interested. And he points to himself and he goes, right here. And I go, whoa. So, I, you know, I taught him the Frank Sinatra songs and stuff. And I started teaching him how to do the inflections and the slide with his vocals. And I mean, all, all that stuff, right? And so, you know, Mackie Fury took the time to sit down and and talk story with me and show me and teach me that one song. And so I always paid tribute when I played that song on stage. 
And uh, so anyway, Mackie, you know, if, if you're around somewhere and then your spirit is around somewhere, you got to know, bro, I'm so grateful. Thank you very much. Anyway, so that's, you know, Darren was talking to me about that. So I said, well, I'll go tell the Mackie Fury story. So I, you know, so that's my Mackie Fury story. Now I'm going to tell you the gym neighbor story. Okay, the gym neighbor story. Now the gym neighbor story, smoke ain't different. Okay, smoke ain't different. So the gym neighbor story goes something like this, right? So I was down in Kaimuki on 22nd Avenue. I, I lived there for a while. And I lived there, and this was like, when I was, again, I was in my 20s, my early 20s. I must have been about 22 or 23 by that time. Okay, and, and like I said, I hung out with Uncle Don from 17 to 21. So this was after the Waikiki thing. This was after my Waikiki days. And, uh, you know, and, and I was I was trying to figure out how I'm going to get to where I want to get to. And during those days, I was doing a lot of compositions. I was writing a lot of songs. I wrote 20, about 25 songs a year. I mean, that, that was my goal. So every year, 25 songs. Now, some of those songs was really crappy. Some of those songs was not even fit for people to listen to, right? Because I was writing 25 songs a year, you know. But out of those 25, maybe two or three of them was all right, you know. And then we kept those. And, then, you know, I got, bro, I got, I got boxes of cassettes I still got to go through. I don't know if I'm ever going to do that. You know, one day I might just give up and just dump the whole damn thing. I don't know. But what I'm, what I'm saying is that that's where I was at at that age, at 22. Uh, and so I was living with this lady. And, um, you know, we're not going to mention names, but I was living with this lady and um, very loving Hawaiian lady. Nice, older lady. She was very, uh, very much older than me. I think she was in her 40s. Uh, I hope she's still around. You know, I, I don't know. But anyway, um, so I was living with her and she had this, uh, you know, so she had a couple of rooms in her house and she rented one to me and one to this guy, Mike. And And so this guy, Mike, was right on. I mean, you know. And, and so, but this guy, Mike, was, was gay. Okay. Now, you would never know that this guy was like that, right? Okay. And so, so he, and he was so cool. He was a nice guy. He was very good to me. And he, you know, it was, it was, uh, not the kind of thing where like he would hit on me or anything. It wasn't nothing like that. I mean, he knew I was straight. He respected my straightness. I respected his, you know, his preferences and it was good and we would sit around and drink and he would bring his friends now his friends was very influential people and one of these guys you know i'm not gonna name names you know but this guy was a famous artist he was a well-known if you pull him up on the web you go see his art and he put his art in hotels so he would do prints and he would sell it to major hotels like like you know, Hilton Hawaiian Village, you walk in the lobby, you see his paintings all over the place. So he would do the paintings and he would do the prints and he would sell to all these hotels and he made tons of money. This guy, this guy was doing really well and he would come over the house and this is like one small little house. This is, this is like a, you know, it, the house isn't even there anymore. They sold the house. Uh, there's a brand new big house on the corner now, it, but this was a small little humble place. And there were some great people that walked in that in that house and sat down in that kitchen, and you know, and and we we, bro, we was partying, we was we was partying, and you know, playing music and drinking and having fun and doing the local thing, and so. Uh, but this guy was a notable artist, so him and a couple of other his friends, and these guys were all in the LGBT community, and they were some of the funniest people that I have ever partied with. 
I mean, these guys could make you laugh until you cry. They could make you laugh until you cry. And and so we had good fun, right? And we were having fun and everything. One day, okay, one day Mike goes to the beach. And Mike goes to the beach, right? He just happens to go to the beach where Jim Neighbor's house is on the, you know, on, the, on that corner. And it's no secret that Jim Neighbors is gay. I mean, he had a husband when he died and all that, you know. And 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 so his house was on the corner. Now, Mike went down, and I guess he was lying down on the beach getting a suntan or whatever. Here comes Jim Neighbors walking on the beach, right? And they start talking story. Let's talk story, right? Talking story, okay? This, this show is not limited to wahinis and dudes talking story, okay? All right. We just want to make sure it's fair for everybody. So they was talking story. <laughs> they was talking story, Alliance. And pretty soon, right, they start to get friendly and they start to, okay, and they, they started um, dating, okay? And anyway, so so he hires Mike to run his macadamia nut farm in Hana on the island of Maui. He has his big macadamia nut farm. And, um, you know, and Jim Neighbors is gone. God rest his soul. Okay, he's gone. Uh, but that during that time, now this was this was back. I was twenty two years old, a long time ago. And so, so now he's in charge of this farm. He's running this farm for Jim Neighbors, right? And they, so Christmas time rolls around. Now this, I don't know what month. I don't remember what month this was, but I remember it was it was quite a few months. And then it was Christmas time. Now I had not met Jim Neighbors, but I heard the stories, right? I heard the stories. And, you know, in, in the stories, it's like, bro, you go in his house. Wow, you go to movie theater in his house. You get this in his house. You get everything, you know. And and I'm like, well, you know, brother worked hard. He was Gomer Pyle, USMC, right, in, on TV. He worked hard. He, you know, and he was an outstanding singer. He, he was an opera singer. And and so he used to perform with orchestras in, in the mainland. You know, and we didn't see that stuff, right? I mean, you hardly saw Jim Neighbors do that, but he was doing them. And he made tons of money off of that Gomer Pyle thing. So what you guys got to know about entertainment is that that one 15 minutes of fame, right? In his case, it was the TV series. After that, you work it into making money on the outside. You use that fame, you use that popularity, and you go make money with other things with the popularity. Okay, uh, much like much like I did with with the consulting company, with the wedding and party business, that all that all spun off the radio show. You see what I mean? And and radio work and advertising work that I did over the years. So same thing, but on a grander scale, huge scale, right? National, international scale. So so we hear all these stories about the house. Oh, this place is amazing. This and that, blah blah blah. So now Christmas time rolls around, and it's like late November. I think, no, I think it was early December. It was early December, and we're home. Okay, um, Mike was running the, the Mac farm, whatever, on, on Maui. And so we're home, me and Kule, right? And all of a sudden, here comes this yellow Rolls Royce convertible. Yellow, ro- bro, I'm not, I kid you not, Hawaiians. Rolls Royce, yellow, convertible, pulls up right in front of the house. Okay, now right in front of the house, get a mango tree, had a mango tree in the front yard, and and uh, you know, kind of gravel, kind of right, right off the road. The road was right there, you know, right. So you just pulled right off the road, and had a bicycle in the back of the car, right. And when ten speed, when when racing was when racing bike was like an expensive bike, not the kind ten speed you know everybody get. This was like this is like top of the line, right, the top of the line bike, 
And so he pulls up. I look outside. I go, hey, there's a Rolls Royce outside. And she, and she looks outside. And so, so this lady, right, that I was living with looks outside. You go, oh, that's Jim. And, and so I go, whoa. She goes, go say hi to him and I'll be right there. I guess she had to go fix the hair, you know, what he needs, right? They do all that can fix up, whatever. Put on a different blouse. She had, she had house clothes on, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, so, so I go outside, right? And here is Jim Neighbors, Gomer Pyle front of TV, right? That, that, you know, cause I used to watch the show, right? I used to watch the show. He was, he was, he was on maybe RFD once in a while. Now, some of you guys know these shows, right? In some the sixty plus crowd, you guys know, and so I'm like, whoa, this guy, like from the TV, he's in his Rolls Royce right here on Twenty Second Avenue in Kaimuki, right? And I'm like, what? My my brain is like, what? So I walk down, right, and and I saw him, and he he has a, uh, you know, I, I said, hey, Mr. Neighbors, you know, I'm Junior. He said, hey, hey, Junior, you know, he talk like that, right? And and so he takes the bike out of the car. And I couldn't help myself, always. I said, surprise, 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 huh? And and he and he looks at me like he grinned halfway. Like he looked at me and he probably he was probably thinking, ah, this fricker. Right? You know, he's looking at me like that. And, and so he takes the, the bike out, you know, and he goes, I just I just brought this over for Mike. This is his Christmas present, right? And I said, Oh, okay, you know, I'll take that. And then of course, you know, uh this this lady that I live with and she came down, she came outside and she started talking to him, right? So I took the bike in the house. I took the bike in the house. I put him in Mike's room, right? You know, it, it, it was kind of big. Uh, the room was kind of big. So I just put the bike in his room and then I went back outside and we were standing around talking story with, with Jim Neighbors, right? And, you know, it's small talk, whatever, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And, oh, how's the, how's the macadamia nut farm going? And, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? Small talk. And and before he left, right, I couldn't help myself, Hoines. I couldn't help myself. I don't know if I had Tourette's. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was Tourette's I had. I don't know. But but before he left, when he when he when he was leaving, I said, Hey, nice to meet you, Mr. Neighbors. And he said, Oh, nice, nice to meet you too. And I said, Say hey to Aunt B. <laughs> I said, Say hey to Aunt B. And, and and he said, I sure will. And he gave me one of those looks like you freaker, you, you know, like you had to go there, like because he, he probably he probably got that his whole life, right? You know, just like Don Ho, right? Don Ho had to sing Tiny Bubbles two times a night for I don't know, hundred twenty years, something like that, right? So, so, but but I had I don't know I don't know why I felt I had to, but I had to. So so that and and that's how I that was my experience with Jim Neighbors, right? And he drove off in the in the in the Yellow Rolls Royce, bro. This thing had the had that you know that statue thing on the hood, everything. Rolls Royce cars, right? And 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 he drove off. I never even see Rolls Royces in those days in Hawaii, right? Well, he had one. I didn't. There was this Chinese man too. This Chinese man up in the kind. He, I think he used to live up tentless. He had one. He had one black one, Rolls Royce. Oh man. So that's not even the end of the story, Hawaiian. So that happened, right? Now, a couple months later, Mike is back from the Mac farm, right? This is why he came back for Christmas. But a couple months after that, like, like you know, February, right? He's going, he's flying back and forth to Maui to manage the Mac farm, uh, the Macadamia farm. So, so he comes back one day, right? Now, he pulls up. Apparently, yellow was Jim Neighbor's favorite color. 
okay? Because he pulls up, this is Mike now. Mike is pulling up in this 450 SL Mercedes convertible. Okay, I guess Jim Neighbors had something for convertibles. He liked convertibles. It was a yellow 450 SL Mercedes convertible. And in those days, the 450 SL was like, you know, was new. This was a this was a brand new car kind of thing, right? Like, I don't know, maybe a couple years old, whatever. And he pulls up in his beautiful Mercedes. And he goes, he goes, he goes, hey, want to go for a ride? And, I, and I'm like, whoa, in Jim Neighbors' car? Hell yeah, let's do this, right? I'm like, let's do this. So I jump in the car, and Mike was cool like that. Mike was good to me. This guy was really good to me. You know, I've never seen him since. I've never seen him since we moved out of that house, and, you know, uh, and, and, but he was so good to me. He goes, come on, let's go. So I'm like, all right. So I jump in the car, right? He goes, he goes, you have never seen a stereo system like this. And I looked at the stereo, and I gotta say it too today, I went, like, I go in, I go in Mercedes right now. And I go in pretty awesome sound system in this car. I mean, <laughs> when I, and you know the funny thing is I'm listening to talk radio. <laughs> I'm listening to YouTube in my car, right? Like, I hardly listen to, like, music, music. And you know what? When I listen to music, it's not like young days. You know, young days, you crank them up, like, you go buy the woofers, and you go buy all these speakers, and you trick them out so your car is the loudest thing, you know, in the area, right? Bro, I, I don't even crank my stereo. Now, my, my stereo is made in Germany also, but it wasn't like his. Oh, bro. So he had this stereo, and had had, like, Tons of buttons on the, I don't know, had equalizers, had this, had that, had, bro, this was, this was like, um, imported from, from Germany, right? So I guess he bought the car in Germany and the sound system, well, I, I've never heard on sound system like that till today, you know, car. Now, a friend of mine just bought a Ferrari, well, he leased a Ferrari and, and, uh, I don't know, he told me he was going to take me for a ride. Uh, and that is, yeah, I got to see that one, right? If I do that, Hawaiians, I'm going to take video and I'm going to put it on social media so you guys can see, right, the inside of a Ferrari and everything. But, but and I don't even know what kind of sound system they use, but, man, the sound system was unreal. So there we was, driving on the H1, right, by the Ward overpass. And the top was down and, and Mike was driving and the, the stereo was cranking. And and you could feel this this stereo going right through you. That's what I remember. Like the thing was hitting my chest. The the waves, the sound waves and stuff. And the woofer, bro, was wasn't the kind. You know, the kind of when you go trick out your, you know, with the alpines and the kind in the back, right? You got the no no wasn't like that. Okay, you couldn't even see these speakers or anything. And they were small. They were small speakers, but they went right through you. And, and I'll never forget that experience. And that experience was because it was Jim Neighbor's car, right? But that stereo was awesome. I never forget that stereo. And there I was. You know, you figure out, like, how, how is it that, that you end up with all these experiences? Okay, now, now we're going to link this to the law of attraction. Okay? So what you focus on happens. You know, in, back in the day, I was focused on becoming an entertainer. I was focused on you know, climbing the ladder, whatever you want to say, right? Climbing the ladder, getting ahead, all that stuff, right? Ambition, all that stuff. And, and I, you know, so all these things came into my life. I met all these famous people, right? Hung out with Don Ho, so all these famous guys come in his dressing room, right? Talk story. And I was just, bro, my job was to sit down and shut up. 
right? Nobody wants to hear from a 17-year-old kid, 18-year-old kid. I just sat in the corner. I just, I observed. And I go, wow, you know, these guys, they, the idea that you get watching them on TV and who they really are is like two different things because they, they acting on TV or they, they singing on TV or whatever. And when you meet them in person, you wow, these are just regular people. They're just regular folks. You know, I never saw anybody like <clears throat> uh, any major celebrity, major, okay, major, that, that, that had any kind of major attitude. They were humble. They were really humble people. Okay, and, and Jim Neighbors was very humble. He's a very humble guy. It was me the guy. I was the guy. I was the guy. Say, hey, that ain't B, right? You know, and I had a surprise, surprise, surprise. I, I had to do that. I had to, I, I don't know. I just, don't ask me, Owens. I just had Tourette or something, but, but it was good fun. And he knew I was having fun with him. And, and he was a good sport about it. At least, you know, I got half a grin out of him anyway, Owens. But, you know, so when you focus on those things, right, you know, Focus on something positive. Focus on getting ahead. Focus on whatever it is. I mean, even if, you you know, maybe you're an architect. Focus on designing that huge office tower. Focus on that big project. Focus on whatever it is, okay? But focus on what you want, not what you don't want. I wasn't focused on what I didn't want. I was focused on, hey, I want to get to... I want to get to Don Ho's status. I want to get to Jim Neighbor's status. I want to get to, you know, and, and you know, maybe maybe you're not going to get to that status. But wherever you get to in life is going to sure as well be a hell of a lot better than if you didn't focus, right? Because, bro, let me tell you, if you're striving for number one or whatever you think that is or wherever you think that is, you're striving for that top level, that top shelf, okay, that's what you're striving for. Don't give up. Focus on that top shelf. You may not get to top shelf. You may get to second shelf. You may get to third shelf. Okay? But you're not living at fifth shelf, Hines. You see what I'm saying? So focus on what you want and not what you don't want. That's all I got to tell you guys because that's all I do. That's all I do every day. I focus on what I want. I focus on what I want to accomplish in my students. I focus on what I want to accomplish with my life My life coaches. Clients, I focus on what I want as far as how I want to play my guitar, how I want it to sound, you know, all that stuff. I focus on what I want. I focus on the income I want to make. I focus on the companies that I want to develop. I focus on on all those things that I want to do. And yeah, sometimes we got to take a break. You know, we get COVID. Okay, got to stop the car, right? Got to take a break. Now we're on a break, you know, and my heart goes out to people that are losing the jobs. My, my heart goes out to people that are losing their companies. My heart goes out to people that, you know, for whatever reason are going through hard times right now, my heart goes out to those people, right? And the hardest part, you know, for me is is the patience because I like jam. I like go. I want to do. And right now, cannot. We just got to wait. We got to be patient, okay? And we're looking at all this stuff going, hey, you know, there's a lot of corruption. There's a lot of... There's a lot of stuff going on too, right? Questionable things. The world is changing, Hoynes. Okay, you got to accept the change, but you don't need to accept the corruption part. Okay, the world is changing. Okay, electronics, technology is taking over. It's coming. There are tech companies right now, more than a handful, that have more than the gross national product of most countries, except the United States and China. 
okay so you gotta accept that that's where it's going facial recognition one day yeah we're gonna have to pull up and look at one machine to get in the building yeah you know those things are coming they're inevitable okay but then then yeah there's the intention behind it and you guys gotta always be vigilant and always be watchful and always take care of two things the things you love and the people you love focus on the things you love and the people you love never mind anything else okay focus on the things you love right what do you love where do you want to be in life? Where do you want to end up? Where do you want your life to go? What kind of money you want to make? What kind of business you want to own? What kind of stuff you want to do, right? Where, what places you want to visit in the world? Focus on that. And then focus on the people you love. Who do you love? You know, who do you love? Figure it out. Who do, yeah, you love your wife and kids. Yeah, but who else? Focus on those people. You know, your best friend. The guy's always there for you. You know, the guy that will come and pick you up in a truck when you... When you all bus up in a bar, and then you can call at 2 o'clock in the morning, bro. I can drive. You, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, always, because those are the people that, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Those are the people that really count in your life. So focus on those guys. Never mind the guys giving you dramas. Ignore them. Yep. All right. Hey, we'd like to thank our, our sponsors, Island Club and Spa, Brother Randy, Sister Jerry. Two locations, Kaka'ako and in Waikiki at the Awahilani. So we also want to thank Voice Master Service, uh, company, family service companies, and AFMHawaiiMusic.com, featuring the music of brother Darren Chinen. Download his stuff on Apple Music. And until the next time, I'm Junior Kekoeva Junior, saying mahalo and aloha.